Hello Redditors, hello Challenge fans, welcome back to another episode of the Challenge Redditors React podcast. Last night we were given uh, the joy of watching episode two of the Challenge Spies, Lies and Allies and there is a lot to unpick. Uh, I'm Levi Hall, I'm your host and I can't do this on my own, no, I need my partner in crime, I need my uh, other member of the agency, it's only George. George, how are you doing? Um. Can we just refer to ourselves as power couple, please? Um, and I also can't wait to get bored and start introducing me as your spy, liar, your spy, your liar, or your ally instead. Well, you know, it's it, it's going to have to change every week. It's going to have to change every week. You had a good week? I have actually. My brother, my brother's birthday is on Boxing Day, so he has a um, Ed from the Challenge hard- Fresh Eyes. Sorry, we use his full name, the wonderful Ed. No, the great Ed from the Challenge. <laughs> He's not I wonderful was. after what happened Someone, on that phone call. Yeah, true, actually. He's sorry about that, by the way. Uh, but we went, um, had a really good day, went um, wakeboarding in the morning. I managed to severely bruise my testicle. That hurt a lot. Um, yeah, basically did a, did a jump, got no, very, no, very arrogant. No, no, and then just no, no, don't need to know. And, uh, it, it's all healed now. I resemble slightly less of a smurf than I did before. But then... Um, Felt a little bit, then we obviously went pub, drinks, felt a little bit worse for wear Sunday, and work's just been trying to kill me all week, to be honest, buddy. I, I've had no fun since Monday, <laughs> so I'm very well, happy with a challenge out. It's funny that you mentioned Monday, because Monday was the day that we put out our special bonus episode of the podcast with the wonderful Devin Simone. That's still up on our feed. We sat down with Devin, we talked about everything from her start in MTV on The Real World, um, dating, George became a, a, a challenge cast member for a little bit. Um, shock horror, we got George drunk on, an, on a podcast with, with someone called Devin. Um, and we talked with Devin all about the challenge aftermath for spies, lies and allies. Um, as I said, that is available not just on our podcast feed, but also up on our YouTube. It's well worth a listen or a watch. And we do have to say a big thank you because we've had... Um, a lot of listeners and a lot of watchers this week. So thank you so much to everyone just for supporting the podcast. Uh, George, it's that time again. It's the weekly banter segment. What you got for me? Uh, well, glossing over my bruised testicles. Um, yeah, please, can we just gloss over that forever? <laughs> uh, yeah, mate, as I mentioned, not, apart from a very, very good weekend, not masses to report. There's been some very, very good Reddit activity, which has kind of helped assuage a bit of the lack of banter, but I'll save that for Reddit's corner. Um, well, why don't we go straight into Redditor's Corner? Or, as a moment, I, I might have found us a couple of new listeners. Oh, um, hello. Sorry, sorry, new watchers to the challenge, which obviously oh. means they will become listeners, because why wouldn't you? Um, but I found out that... Brand one new, of fresh my, eyes. One of my very good friends watches Are You The One? And is about mm-hmm. to start the season with a certain Mr. Devin number one draft pick, Walker. That's his full formal title. Um, yeah. <laughs> Friend of the name. pod, Mr. Devin number Friend. one draft pick. Draft pick Walker. Good lord! I hope we have. To, well, shit. We have to mention him loads this season. We have to extend our running time. Um, <laughs> so yes, I've directed them to a challenge. I'm so committed um, that they have my Amazon login uh, so that they can do that. <laughs> I'm very trusting. Shit, my credit card details are on there. And uh, yeah, they. Um, I'm hopefully still just slowly but surely expanding our small UK network of challenge watches. So when we do riot, if Devin doesn't. Um, get the reunion we can um we've got an uprising more, we'll have an uprising more, uh, all right katniss um you don't <laughs> the games do you that majority makes no sense. i saw but, one um, of them and it was the one where there were no games and no one was particularly hungry so i was like massively disappointed by the whole thing 
I think it was one of the Mockingjays ones. Yeah. Uh, they're not great, to be fair, though. Too. But anyway, how, um, how has your week been, anybody? Anything entertaining? Any new viewers? Well, as we are fully aware, this week I partook in the first Levi Challenge, uh, which you can see on our Instagram feed. It's on one of the Instagram posts. I uh, documented the whole thing, made a video, um, realised you didn't want to see me walk up a flight of stairs 20 times, so I did a bit of time-lapsing as well. Um, so, yes, I succeeded, George. Mission Good. complete. I was uh, I was really impressed actually. You didn't look, you didn't look too knackered. It that is a lot of elevation. Um, it's the, the entire point of that is like it is much harder than flat running. And I thought because you kind of said you've taken a bit of a break from cardio, I thought you performed really really well. I have to do something meaner to you next time. Stop it! You're making me blush. Um, but the big I mean, question. You make you sweat in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is the big question. What have you got in store for me this week for the Levi Challenge? So. Last week was cardio. Um, yes. This week we're going to move on to a bit of a strength challenge. Oh no, I have. Have Have you ever heard of the Sally challenge? Of course, I haven't. Okay, so <laughs> have are you aware of a song called Sally by Moby? Uh, I'm not, and please don't play it for copyright reasons. Oh yeah, fair enough. Basically, it's a pick Sally up, a pick Sally down. It goes on like that for about three minutes, 14 seconds, but with varying breaks between the up and down. What mm. you have to do is get in a press-up position, and then when they say up, you go up, and then when they say down, you go down, and you have to hold it until the next up or down. Now, I've tried this before, and it's really, really hard. So, so you think I can do it? Well, to be fair, no. But the oh, point okay. of this, the, po the point of this is it's a, I'm going to use it throughout the season to check your strength and see if you're getting better. So Okay, so this will crop up a few times, this Levi this, challenge. Uh, this will crop up as an extra bit in some shape. It might be an extra Levi challenge. So, so it's all right for me to fail this. You just need to know at what point I Yeah, fail. I need to know how far you get through on attempt one. And then I want you to do attempt two and see if you get any further, if you're doing any strength training at the moment. But... Just the main one is to one complete with challenge because it's funny. Two, sorry, not complete. Attempt for challenge because it's funny. And two, tell me how long you get through. And you have to film it with the camera right here so we can see the pain in your eyes. Perfect. Although one thing I am questioning is how I'm going to be able to put the um, the song on the video without a copyright breach. Um, you have to you have to sing it. Oh you no! You have to learn it and sing it. Um, I'm sure point. I can find like a uh, a pan pipes version or like a <laughs> a, a non copyright version like the ones they play in Superdrug. That'll work. Let's do that. Which for our American <laughs> listeners is like a place like Walgreens. It's not like where you buy drugs. Um, it's a chemist basically, but a big one. Um, okay, interesting. I am starting um, my strength training again this week. I've, this is not a sponsor, and it's going to sound like one because I'm just really excited about it, but. I was in one of my YouTube black holes where I just watched loads of stuff on YouTube and just click related stuff. Um, and there's these guys that I watch called the Goal Guys. And there's this guy from the Goal Guys who I've seen him get fat and thin about 60 times because he just keeps doing different challenges. And this one, he started working on an app, not working on an app, working with an app, which gives you like a virtual personal trainer, but the virtual personal trainer is a real person. So yeah. they're a personal trainer. And you like check in with them in Zoom stuff and they write you programs 
and you kind of film your form and then if you're getting it wrong they'll film the form for you and things like that so I thought okay I'll try this out um and since I don't want people to think it's a sponsor I'm not even going to say the name of the app um but yeah so I've taken the 14 day trial so I did a zoom thing with my um with my personal trainer this week and yeah he's written me a a program so it's starting with just two trend sessions a week but what I said to him is because obviously I do cardio and I do my spin classes yeah. but I want to be accountable for them because at the moment I'm not doing them because I just can't be bothered because no one's checking up on me sure. um, so what he said is he's now putting the spin classes in the program so he can see if I've done them or not uh, nice good thinking so yeah so I'm hoping this works and I go not just back to Nam but to an all new, unbelievable version of Nam. Wow. Well, um, <laughs> I, I was about to say Nelson because he looks absolutely shredded at the moment. That's eventually yeah. the dream. It'll take a while, but who knows? But yes, yeah, so this Levi challenge is Sally style, up and down, three minutes and 14 seconds, press ups. At what point do I die? Thank you, George. Yeah. You're a cock. Um, on, to, on to your next part of the introduction, Redditor's Corner. What you got for me this week? So we actually forgot a component of this last week, which was uh, the massive poll. And oh. so to treat everyone, I've got two massive polls for you this week. And then we'll do a bit of the highlights of Redditor's Corner. So I asked this before... I'm surprised week. you managed to get a massive poll out this week with your bruised testicle. Well, you said we can't talk about that anymore. Mate, it really I know, I just had to throw that one in there, didn't I? So, so much pain. <laughs> um, so... I did. What are your expectations for spies, lies, allies, fies, surprise, and tries before the season started? Um, yes, first water spit of the season. Um, um, were they obvious answers, or were were there any surprises? No, I, I actually generally was quite. Um, oh, I was more proud of that, and you just didn't hear it. <laughs> Sorry, that was good. Um, oh, I'm going to cry. So now. I, I was <laughs> nice. So I was. I was generally keen to see what like Reddit's pulse check of this was. Uh, so we had twelve thousand six hundred. Sorry, 1,266 answers, just or 12,000 would be huge. Um, we had 46 say potential to be the best season yet. 173 say could be a top five season. I voted for that. 660, cautiously optimistic. Wish six more would vote for that. 290, but not good, but not going to be a classic. 71, looks awful. Miserable bastards. I hope you're eating your words now. And 26, I'd rather watch Big Brother. Uh, oh, so overall, majority is positive i think if i'd done that after episode one it would scale more towards the top two because mm. the opening was so strong and i also think this was a very strong episode but we'll get to that later um did you vote on this did you have an opinion before the season started um honest answer no i don't like to influence fair enough <laughs> don't even have a phone if i remember from um episode 12 podcast have last I, season mate i've not even got a computer <laughs> Glossing over that, and then the second <laughs> poll was um, I was rewatching Vendettas, and mm. as Derek comes in as a mercenary, he said, Nelson says, "You're so lucky, Derek, that I'm not um, down there against you tonight." And I forgot because they have that little spat on Dirty Thirty. Yeah. Uh, so it was a challenge: what if um, who would have won between Nelson and Derek? And I was really surprised by this. A thousand sixty-six votes. 827 for Derek, 239 for Nelson. I thought it would be significantly closer than that because I think Nelson would have beaten him. I don't. I actually think Nelson's not that good in eliminations. Okay. Um, and I think uh, as much as I 
as much as I find Derek really annoying and very tooting his own horn, I do think that he is very good at eliminations and he's very scrappy. Um, so, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not as surprised as you are, George, but the Redditors have spoken and that yeah. is what Reddit is for, continuing that conversation. What's the best thing you've seen on Reddit this week? Just the one thing, I think. Uh, someone found Kenny's bumble. Oh, was it next to Zach's? Uh, ha, nice. No, but there is a shot of Bananas, Evan and Kenny all with surfboards in there. Uh, some of the comments on it are hilarious, like... Um, his, these, these photos are way too professional. Everyone's going to think he's a catfish. Um, good Lord, he's easy on the eyes, but what an arsehole, which I quite enjoyed as well. And um, yeah, just he's a good looking guy, but I just found it quite weird that he was on Bumble and he clearly is one of those guys who just cycles through women. There is, uh, there is like one... sponsored Reebok athlete as well. Yeah, there's a couple of him doing a triathlon actually. Um, that's a very good point. A couple of uh, a couple of other good shout outs. Um, Alan Aguirre's done his um, done his recent post. Aguirre, Aguirre, Aguirre about Ed Eason being the new hunter. I will not spoil it for you because it's beautifully written. And you should go read it. This one I will spoil because it made me snort with laughter. Um, describing the people going into elimination. Uh, Emmy reminds me of a girl who won't stop tapping the aquarium glass in Finding Nemo, which is really, really funny. You know, it's re really awkward. I'm trying to like laugh, but I've never seen Finding Nemo. Ah, but we need to. Talk I was, about your I was looking. Watching, well, I was looking for it the other day on uh, Disney Plus. I just couldn't find it. But um, shh. No, good work. On, on like that bus. <laughs> well, on that note, uh, George is going to continue trailing through the uh, Reddit this week for more Redditors Corner. He's going to um, heal his testicle and stick up another massive pole. But, George, this is the place for the Redditors to react. And as we've said, this season, we're not just going to be reacting on our own. We're going to have um, some Redditors join us. So from Reddit, we've got, hey, it's Tay12, um, but we're just going to call her Tay. Tay, how are you doing? Good to have you back. Doing all right. How are you guys doing? Yeah, not bad. This is the first time you met George. George Tay. Tay George. I, I'm very lovely to meet you, Tay. That five-minute conversation we just had where we really got to know each other, obviously, doesn't count because it's not being recorded. <laughs> Classic breaking <laughs> of the fourth wall. <laughs> How's Prada doing? Prada's doing fine. Prada is taking a nap right now. Much needed. Uh, she had a great morning. Uh, so ready to start talking and she won't be bothering us today <laughs> we're, on, we're on consecutive podcasts with dogs as guests aren't we though because we met devon's brooklyn last week we got tay and prada this week who we get next week um if we can't get anyone georgia you need to get a dog basically fine <laughs> that's, the, <laughs> that's the excuse i've needed for years <laughs> or you can do the hard sell yeah. or just dress ed up i think that would be even more entertaining <laughs> the context hey ed is my brother and does not like fancy dress i do know <laughs> um, but you know we're not here to talk about ed as much as i'm sure he'd like us to we are here to talk about the challenge because last week Corey l and michelle won their elimination against a uh, fellow survivor michaela and renan um this led to some new teams and partnerships being formed so michelle chose number one draft pick devon walker uh Corey l chose tori that left Ed and Emmy together. Uh, Ed came in to replace the um, sadly no longer competing Nam. Let's just have a moment of silence for Nam. 
that's the moment it's a podcast it sounds weird um and uh that left Kells with the enviable partnership of Tracy um now I know that's a lot to digest so let's see what went down when they got back to the house Let's see, what do we got? I'm Ed, I'm from Philadelphia. What music you listen to? I listen to all of it. He do it all. I'm a man, I'm, I'm man. I'm versatile. I'm a versatile yeah, man. I can do it all. I like it all. I like it all. <laughs> People are just gonna kind of think that I'm just this fun, silly dude, but really I'm kind of like a genius in disguise. I come from an Ivy League engineering background. I think just cause I'm not the tallest dude out there, people are gonna underestimate me. Do you know what? I wasn't sure about Ed last week when he came in without his shorts on. But now that I know that he's uh, from an Ivy League engineering background and actually he seems really fun, I think he's going to be a nice addition to the show. He'd actually make a fantastic dog. He'd be brilliant at that job. Um, I think someone posted a really good video of him on the Reddit this week, just of him being a bit silly. And first of all, I, I'm already in love with the Goofy Idiot. He's a talented version of Goofy Joss. <laughs> Have you guys seen his Netflix show that he's from, The Circle? Yeah, so oh. I saw it, but I don't actually remember him from it. So he was on the first season, and he was later into the game, so he didn't really count. I think he was maybe on, like, the last two or three episodes. But he actually brought his mother on The Circle with him. Uh, I like him much better now than I did on The Circle. Uh personally because like I don't know I thought it was a little weird that you brought your mom um but he does seem fun and he actually went to Cornell that is the Ivy League school that he went to so so just to give us an idea um for George and I what do we mean by Ivy League is that like the equivalent of what we would call like a red brick university it's like not Oxford and Cambridge so not Harvard and Yale but it's the next ones down no it's Cornell would be uh, up there with uh, Harvard, and uh, it's one of the ones that are not talked about, but I believe there are nine Ivy Leagues, mm. nine, somewhere between five and nine. I Clearly, I did not go to one, <laughs> um, but it would be like Harvard, Yale, uh, UPenn, Cornell, Princeton. Uh, there might be one or two more. Like Stanford would be more so red brick because Stanford mm. would be like the Ivy League of the West Coast. Because, uh, yeah, I, I'm interested in him now that I know about, like, his intelligence as well as his banter. Um, although I still stand firm when I say he looks like the love child of Bananas and Paulie. That's a good description. <laughs> he's, a lot, he's a lot bigger than that, though, as well. I, he's Alan, Alan Aguirre, which I will fi- now finally pronounce correctly, um, describes him as, like, a smart version of Hunter. And that's actually what I think he's more like. He's... He is short, but he's a lot more stacked than I thought he was when he first came mm-hmm. in. So I think he's he's going to be someone no one is going to want to go up against. I'd love to go for a night out with him. He seems fun. but uh, Or take him for a walk, like a dog he is. <laughs> but um, I, yeah, I think he's going to be dangerous. He has bananas energy, but in a likable sense. Yeah, I agree. Like, I agree. He's, he's, like, he's really keen on it, isn't he? He's really, he's really yeah. keen on being there. That's what I like. I like the people that 
I think we always say this, George, the people that enjoy being there don't take themselves too seriously and just go there and play, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, again, it's the weekly cough. It's not COVID. Testing myself yesterday. Um, but <laughs> you know what you can't do if you've got COVID? You cannot have fun and dance at the house. So none of these guys have got COVID and none of these girls have got COVID. But what they have got, well, what Emmanuel's got is the moves. That was some quality dancing by Emmanuel. And you know who liked it other than me? Michelle from Survivor. What's yeah. going to happen there? Um, You know what? I have to get on MTV a little bit for that because I feel like they are... They're, by trying to give us like plot lines with like these romances they're slowly like they're kind of spoiling it for us mm. in a sense like like yeah, like last week they only they barely even looked in each other's direction and we were already getting the seeds planted for this being like a showmance it kind of gave me a little bit of insight as to what was going to happen in that elimination um mm. because you wouldn't plant that seed if michelle's going home that week uh i think this is something that's going to like stir for a few more episodes just because they still haven't we haven't seen them really interact that much on camera you're really thinking about that from the kind of edgic um way of thinking which um i know jake ricci does over on uh on the subreddit thinking about the way that it's edited and what's going to happen moving forward um george are you looking forward to seeing the inevitable emmanuel and michelle breaking levi's heart because michelle is so beautiful I think Man I think Manuel is the one who's going to get targeted next week, in all honesty, or maybe within the next two episodes. But as a challenger, I know all the jokes about him were like he's a budget version of Jordan. I think he's kind of his own character at the moment. He seems mm. he's he's got absolute wheels when they're doing the running bit of the challenge. Um, we'll get to that later. Sorry, Levi. Constantly, George jumping ahead. Um, Sit off on the bingo card. I, I just I, I think say with Ed he brings a he brings a very very different energy. There's a bit of like him interacting with other castmates later on in a funny bit here. He's comforting later on. I, I think he's a really really good addition. And I'm really really sorry about the fact that he broke your heart though, Levi. Well, you know it is what it is, and you know there is a lot of comforting going on in this episode because Kells is comforting Tori in the bedroom. Um, what do we think about this? Tori needs to be careful. She doesn't want to get too distracted and put a target on herself because Kells is a strong rookie. I think you literally just need to look at how jacked and stacked he is to know that, you know, he's there to play the game. And as we know, he's a smart guy um, from his, his educational background. Um, is Tori in dangerous waters here? I wouldn't say dangerous. I think Tori's probably popular enough among the main cast. Like, we know Devin and her are now really, really close. Obviously, she's got the Anissa connection um, by proxy through Devin. She's got Kyle. Um, Fessy and her probably don't have any bad blood between them. I think it was quite a mutual thing. So I think she's strong enough in the veteran lines. And also, she's a good competitor. So, like, when the vets go at each other, they're going to want to keep Tori as a potential partner. So I actually do what she wants. Plus, mm. Kels is gorgeous. Uh, make, hay while, make hay while the sun shines. <laughs> what I will say, Tay, is at least Tori's only going for one person because Nelson, he's cuddling with Berna and then he gets up, says goodnight to her and gets in Ashley's bed and Ashley's got the feelings. Listen, oh, you guys love Nelson. 
I am getting to the point to where I don't hate him. <laughs> Interesting scale that. Um, he, like with that situation, like this is one of those situations where it's like, you kind of sort of have a point, but let's not, like you have to move carefully about this sort of thing. Uh, like why would like this is the part this is the part of Nelson where I'm like you're being an idiot. I'm not he, sure he thinks before he does things. I don't he think can. he can. <laughs> <laughs> you saw yeah. what happened when he when he thinks. And you know, we've we've had a conversation about that. Like when he thinks he he you know like throws himself into elimination for a friend that has like three residual MTV checks for his friend's family. Oh, uh, but like <laughs> And also the kids that he threw himself into elimination so that Corey could win the money for also have residual MTV checks. <laughs> yeah, everybody has a residual MTV check, but Nelson, but yeah, you know, he made the sacrifice, but it got him, got like one heart's over. So like, I guess that was a great move, strate- not strategically, but like in the long run. Um, like we've seen Ashley who has had a great rebrand from, you know, Smashley to Billionaire Mitchell, but why would you do this? No, to jump ahead, there's there's someone who rebrands her very, very well later on in this episode. Yeah, I think there's something to be said about how long a rebrand can last before you realize it's the same product that you uh that you bought in the first place. Um, and I'll tell you what, her best friend Amanda knows this because she tells uh us as viewers that Nelson needs to be careful not to mess with Ashley or she is going to make his life a living hell. Um, and, you know, we we then move to the rookies and we've got Michelle apologising to Tracy for stealing Devon. Tracy doesn't really know what's going on. So, you know, that was an easy apology. I don't think Tracy's known what's been going on uh, since she moved into the challenge house. No. It's good to see her getting some camera time, though, because she was pretty non-existent in the last episode, except for literally when Devin got stolen. It was like, oh, <laughs> who is this person? Um, but she seems nice enough. She she just seems nice. That's it. She's just nice. Yeah. Nice, kind of pretty girl, a lot of makeup on, just there, just filling up the numbers, making sure there's enough people on the cast that they uh that they have, picking up one of the cheap checks. You know, just that's why Tracy's there. They all can't be winners. And Tracy probably won't be, let's be honest. <laughs> she's she's lovely, lovely window dressing. But everyone on the Reddit seems to be like, I liked her. She seems sweet. But we've not had any opportunity to see much about her, to be fair, have we? Do you know what she is? She's just inoffensive. She's just there. She's just, she's like one of the plants by the pool. She's just there, just not even growing. She's just, she's just there. But, um, you know, if, if you want to think about a rookie who isn't just there, he is there to win. That's Kells, and he's there in the gym uh, with Tori. Um, and uh, Nelly T comes in. They have a little bit of banter about Smash and Smashly. Um, and Kells does a confessional basically saying that if the rookies stick together, they can outnumber the vets. And I think one of the things that Alan said last week is that's the obvious, but the problem is you've got a load of vets that can shoot a glance at each other across the room and then know exactly who they're voting in. Whereas these rookies, they're all trying to outplay the vets, but at the same time outplay each other to make everyone think that they know how to play the game. And 
whilst they've got the numbers, they don't have the understanding of how to form an alliance. Am I right there or am I just thinking a bit too much about this? I agree. I think this is like the wrong format logistically to start a rookie revolution like part two, just because there are so many different barriers as to why this would not work. Uh, like Alan pointed out, you know, like last week, there are people who haven't even seen this show, which infuriates me <laughs> because, you know, like if you're going to go on the show, like do your homework. Um, there are people who haven't seen the show. There are people who, you know, like their English might not be the best. Uh, mm you know, like their way of playing the game or lack thereof is going to be different. And they honestly just did not have enough time to really get together and figure this out. Like this should have been something that, well, even with the way that they were split up in the house, like most of the rookies are international, but there are a few that are American. Uh, the way that this was split up was that you don't even really get to interact with all the rookies on night one. You interact with most of them, but then you have the outliers like Tommy and Michelle and Michaela and like Corey L. Uh, like there are a few other rookies on the American side who might've already, you know, gotten in good with the challenge vets. If only area codes weren't so complicated, they would have been able to start a uh, rookies WhatsApp group during the uh, COVID second quarantine, uh, like the vets all managed to do. Um George, do you, do you think this kind of rookies let's stick together thing is ever going to work with this lot? Not in this format. I, I think the fact that you can send different people down to elimination um, is where that breaks. So, like, you could easily just do rookie, 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 rookie every time, um, and you just pick the right pair to go down. It's. I think Michaela and Kells could have probably pulled it together if there wasn't. I think that break has slightly annoyed me because I want to see what the season would have been like without the vets having time to coordinate. I still don't think it would have led to a rookie revolution, but I would have liked to see how it would be would have happened untainted because I think you've got some strong enough rookies who could have banded. Like no one is going to go want to go against Kells in elimination. I mean, I think he had about. 230 kilos on that barbell and was doing squats to that like that is a lot of weight it was yeah and that huge yeah. i saw it oh uh, it was like you at your ma maximum weight levi uh, yeah. oh <laughs> ow <laughs> you're a bastard you're an absolute bastard <laughs> um, you keep getting me drunk when we interview people but yeah i i don't i think there's too many weak rookies who want to do the comeback every week kind of thing is like if I stick around long enough I'll get a mainstay job on the challenge whereas it seems there's at least three or four figureheads in the rookies who could have led it but they're, yeah. they're hamstrung by format and their supporting cast basically and I think the problem is every time like the figurehead of the rookies starts an uprising the vets see it and they just shut it down because they've got so many vets spying at each side spies lies yeah. and allies. Um, so it started with Michaela she was the first uprising gone and then now Kells is trying it and the vets are in the bedroom trying to sort out who they're going for that week Josh straight away Kells is uprising Kells is the one that we're going for the funny thing is I think you guys are giving Kells a lot of credit because outside of outside of that one confessional I didn't really hear him say anything about you know let's make a plan he literally just said if they you know rise together we could be we would be fine but as far as seeing any like strategy or anything, he didn't really make a strategy where it's like Michaela, you know, had the list. Um, yeah. I almost wonder if they kind of just 
threw that in to give him to give Josh some type of justification because like as we see later, like that cop had no legs. Um, from what I heard, so Ashley, Amanda, and Michelle did an Instagram live this week. And from what I've heard, when they were in the COVID quarantine, they all got their phones back and apparently Kells just went on like a full-on background check mission of all of the vets. Um, so he spent like most of that 10-day quarantine literally just finding out everything he could about all the vets and all their history and the things that they'd done so that he was ready for it when he came back to spread amongst the rookies. Um, but obviously they didn't show that because they don't want us to know that there was a load of COVID cases, even though all the cast are now going on Instagram lives talking about it. I've got a lot of time for that. I do think, actually, we'll discuss that properly later. I think Kells just stands out as someone you would target as well, though. Like, no one's want to go touch him. Um, but there's a better point to bring that up really later on. Mm. I See, think I'm, what... trying to, I'm trying to control myself. I'm trying to be a considerate podcaster for you. Oh, you're such a good boy, George. Um, one thing I do want to talk about, because um, one thing that I do like in the challenge is the representation of different people in different people's cultures um, and things like that. So I want to talk about the conversation that Fessy and Esther had. So it was mainly kind of geared towards the fact that Esther's worried about the challenge. Um, George, admit Fessy seemed like a good partner in this conversation. Yeah, I've had this thought. I think I, I've not done a 180 on it. I think I'm I'm very, very susceptible to how people are displayed by an edit. Because mm. last season, we all know how I felt about him. This season, he seems humble. So uh, the Ramadan thing's impressive. He's so been, that's what I wanted to touch on, yeah. He's been, he's been a good partner. Um, maybe the end of Double H Agents Final and how... I'm, I'm convinced he reads comments in Reddit mm. and in Insta. I don't think he likes how he's been thought of and he's trying actively to bring public opinion back to his side but in the, as well he's coming across quite nicely so yeah. far well there's a moment at the end of this conversation when esther says you know oh, i'm gonna go have some breakfast do you want to come and fessy says oh i can't i'm fasting because of ramadan i think it's really good that they're bringing like different cultures and different religions and things to people's attention um and allowing there's something to be said i know you know we're all against influencers and the influence of culture but there's something to be said about you know people like Fessy who have an impact on, you know, the kind of younger generation, being able to explain what Ramadan is and why they do it um, and things like that. And actually I would have liked if MTV had allowed him to, or kind of not edited out him talking about it more and talking about the reasons and things like that. Um, I know they mentioned it a little bit in the pre-episode. Mm. Uh, that was when it was first brought up. Um, I think that it is like, I like the representation, especially as someone who like is a minority and has been watching the challenge for like years when it was not so like, not when it was not the best. It was being, well represented. Like, really, yeah, being really infuriated by some of the things that happened in the house and by how they were, you know, portrayed. Like the obvious one is like the Camilla situation, but even like little things from calling Cheyenne the wrong name, like I related yeah. to that a lot. Um, I think it's great. The jury for me on Fessy is like still out mm. uh, because I do think that he, you know, read the comments. He doesn't want to be, be like portrayed that way, but mm. he also lost like in what he would probably call an embarrassing loss. Uh, he clearly doesn't have a leg to stand on right now. Like he knew that going into the house. Um, and then 
on the other side, I think to Tasha's credit, not Tasha, Esther, love them mm. both. Uh, I think he absolutely knows not to try anything with Esther, at <laughs> least not this early. So I'm interested to see if he does like get switched out, mm. how he will act towards some of the other female partners that he has. Yeah, that really. So, much, but sorry, the only reason I giggled there, all your points are brilliant, was because he said he doesn't have a leg to stand on. I was like, <laughs> like his partner in the final. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but I, no, I really agree. Uh, yeah, as you say, it is nice to see that representation of minorities, but also just educating people on, you know, Muslims fast. This is why they fast. It's difficult. Mm -hmm. But also, I think the interesting thing as well is for people to realize when Muslims fast during Ramadan, as well as, you know, doing the prayers and doing what they do for their religion, they also have to get on with their lives and, and do the job that they're paid to do mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, and, you know, seeing him still do these challenges whilst not eating and not drinking. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just glad we're being shown it and it's not being glossed over. So well done MTV for that, because I think, you know, we do, do the, give them a bit of stick for stuff, but we also have to give them credit when yeah. credit's due. Yeah, I um, actually wasn't aware about like not being able to drink water or anything. I was like, wow, mm -hmm. like this is really gonna play a factor because I like this is summertime. Yeah, in Croatia. Not the dead summer, but like summer going into fall, depending mm -hmm. on uh time period in the area. But like I commend them for that for sure. Because I would definitely be taking the season off. <laughs> um and uh yeah he's not taking the season off he's ready to do more challenges as are the rest of the cast so at this point the agents head to the mission to join tj so let's head there ourselves and find out exactly what that mission will be all right everyone welcome to your next mission yeah! Yeah! there has been a heist at headquarters precious gems were stolen and it is up to you to recover the stolen gems today's mission is called Heli Heist. Two teams at a time are going to be playing this game. One partner is going to be in the helicopter where the gems have been located. The other partner will be positioned in the sunroof of a Range Rover. It's up to you who does what. The person in the helicopter will toss down bags of gems to their partner hanging out that sunroof. God, that sounds so fun. At the end, the Range Rovers will come to a complete stop. You will then jump out with the gems and race to the finish line as fast as you can. The team to recover the most gems the fastest will win today's challenge and be the only team safe from elimination as you will become the new agency. The rest of you will be on the chopping block. Got it? Got it. Good luck. So mission heli heist. So two teams are going to play at a time. One partner drops gems uh, from the helicopter to their partner in the moving vehicle who has to catch it. And then when they get to the end, they sprint to the finish line. The team that catches the most and has it in their satchel wins. Pretty simple concept, George. Why do they have to sprint to the finish line? I didn't really understand that. Maybe so they didn't <laughs> get set on fire by the explosion, which for the first few I thought was put in post-production. Yeah, I think it was every time, isn't it, though? <laughs> that pyrotechnic guy of a challenge is really owning his cash. I thought that you had to get past the explosion in order for your gems to be counted at first. Because mm. if you look at the first one, they didn't even show, like, it was Tori and Coriel, Nosen, not Nosen, Jeremiah and Tasha. I thought, like, oh, Coriel didn't make it past the flame, so therefore his didn't count. Mm. Uh, 
But then they did. But I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, I thought at the beginning when they were paired up that it was because Jeremiah started talking about, oh, you're not going to beat me in a sprint race because I was a track runner. I thought it was whoever got to the line, who didn't get to the line first. Theirs wouldn't count at all, but apparently it wasn't. That would have been a good way to change the mission. Also, he is rapid. Oh, yeah. Like, he absolutely... Mm. Yeah, they do look quite strong. Also, got to say, I wish I looked that cool doing the world's dumbest handshake. <laughs> I um, they, I also they just quite like who's cool. being cool. Mm. You do too, buddy. I don't think I do. From an audio perspective, yeah. From <laughs> when you... <laughs> and maybe I should stop the video podcast. <laughs> no, I like it because the fact I wriggle so much makes it really annoying for you, and I like seeing how irritating you get with me. Uh, I enjoyed Corey and Tori Yell's little mistake when they were introducing each other. Which so, you just made. Oh, crap, I did, yeah. <laughs> I completely see his point, to be fair, then. I don't see why he wouldn't have just said Tori and Corey Yell instead of saying Corey Yell and Tori. That would have, like, prevented the mistake. Just, like... <laughs> does, does anyone else think he's trying a little bit too hard to get a callback? Um... Not really. I just, I don't I know. I just not. felt like that was a bit fake, that Tori and Coriel thing. I think that they probably have similar energy because Tori does, like, Tori kind of acts like that a little bit in her confessionals. Uh, maybe he's just bouncing off of her because he seemed okay in the first episode. Can I ask people if they think Bettina's laugh is real? <laughs> it wasn't from i heard it <laughs> i think i saw on reddit or something like that that it wasn't but the way that she couldn't turn it off kind of has me convinced that it might be so i think so, uh one of our guests has got a, a thing which is like she started doing that once realized it got a good reaction like way back in life and that then has evolved into her laugh and she now can't go back to normal i think that's that makes sense you know <laughs> so so can i say so i george knows this so i watched the episode twice i watch it once for me to enjoy it as a challenge fan and then i watch it once on two times speed so that i can do the running order for the podcast bettina's laugh on two <laughs> times speed is the greatest thing i've ever heard <laughs> <laughs> I just if if she never does anything on the challenge and her legacy is that laugh, it's a legacy worth ha- having, in my opinion. Do you know what it slightly sounds like? It's like the sand people from um, A New Hope in Star Wars when they're celebrating. <laughs> you, you know what I'm going to say to that, don't you, George? I've never yeah, seen even Star Wars. Do you only watch the challenge? Oh, yeah, right. Okay, challenge fair enough. <laughs> I am. I am. Yeah, outnumbered here. Carry on. <laughs> at least watch Star Wars. <laughs> at least watch The Mandalorian. It's awesome. <laughs> I've seen like opening episodes of like my brother's like Disney isk episodes of Star Wars. But other than that, yeah. On a, on a side note, by the way, for this uh, Star Wars podcast, um, what did everyone think of this challenge mission? I think it looked expensive. <laughs> yeah and i wonder how much i wonder if they got any uh sponsorship or 
paid promotion from Range Rover because they could have caught those um they could have caught those gems in any car with a sunroof. Yeah. Very true. Um I liked Huey's reaction. Oh my god, this looks so much fun. <laughs> oh, this looks so much fun. Shut up, Huey. <laughs> classic, classic, <laughs> classic Ashley. Um, uh, I was upset Hash we didn't classic Hashley. I was upset we didn't see more Hashley. They were quite, yeah, you know, we saw, them a bit, we saw Ashley separately, but we, we were muted on, on the Hashley partnership. They're um, keeping the powder uh, dry on them. I completely agree with Tay on this. It was so style over substance. Like, visually, it looked incredible. As a competition, I was just like, okay, so they're playing catch? I didn't mind it because you did. My problem with it as well was like some teams in the middle were so disadvantaged when the sun came out. Um, but you did oh. get to see you did get to see some people actually demonstrate like really good hand-eye coordination. I was really impressed by Esther. I thought she was awesome. Like actually, like her her accuracy is insane. Mm. Oh, good dream beer pong partner. Um, <laughs> but it, there, there are a few things I like people. Like, I, I like the seeing who's rapid as well. That was quite mm. awesome. Emmanuel and Jer Jeremiah starts me here. It's it will never go down as a daily I will remember for ages. But I like the little things that I was able to tweak out about it, about the competitors. Mm. I think it showed like who works well as a, who can already like kind of work well as a team. And uh, like for me, I was more so paying attention to, you know, who could possibly be a threat, just like communication and like coordination wise, mm. like Jeremiah and Tasha did well. Like, of course we know like, Esther did well. Like Tori did not do so well to me. Oh, mm. um, like she seemed to not have a like strategy whatsoever with how she was throwing the gym. She was just kind of like chucking them really quickly. It's like give them a chance to catch them. Yeah. <laughs> um. Mm. And I think yeah, like I was more so paying attention to not necessarily who came in first, but like who did really well for like their show, like mm. their opening, their second challenge. I think it was a good mm. starter challenge. And from a purely health and safety aspect, um, those poor drivers, because the windscreens kept getting smashed. Mm. Not, not smashed, right? I wouldn't have noticed that. Did you just yeah. Hit by the... Oh, actually, if you, you rewatch it, if you rewatch it, there's cracks in the windscreen. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Shit. I mean, you're dropping sandbags on a car yeah. windscreen from what, 30 feet up? Um, which is quite high, and not everyone likes heights, especially not Emmy, who ironically was calmed down by Big T, who didn't like heights last season, so she's passed on the mantle. Um, Emmy had an absolute meltdown. What do you think, Tay? We've seen cracks in you Emmy. I thought like, she was quite confident. You guys like Emmy. I don't like Emmy. I don't. Why? Oh, would because I think, to your point about the rookie revolution, it might have had some legs, but she completely killed it. Yeah. Mm. Single-handedly. And I looked at the after show, so I know it wasn't for no reason, but it was like, you buckled like a seatbelt. Like, <laughs> I love that. Quickly. Oh, and then for her to be so, you know, confident and so, you know, aggressive about it, in my opinion, to turn around in this episode I'm afraid of heights. I'm not going to give you a hard time about being afraid of heights. That is perfectly fine. You are well within your right. They were literally hanging outside of a helicopter. 
But the meltdown afterwards is where I was like, okay, I'm rolling my eyes at you now. Did you not think it was genuine? I'm sure it was genuine. I don't, honestly, I don't know if I would like it if it was genuine or if it wasn't. If it wasn't, I would be like, you're dramatic and mm. you need to get it together. Uh, we don't need another Josh. And if it was genuine, <laughs> it was like, well, you can't be like this aggressive about one thing in one day and then turn around and like completely cry unprompted about your performance when nobody said anything. It was funny. I'll give her that. But like, that'll get like, that'll get old very, very quickly. Also, yeah, it annoyed me. And also, she's currently filming a diving reality show in Romania. I think it was really put on. You know, they did that show over here years and years ago. Splash. Oh, no. I mean, I watched movies. Was on it. Was on it. No, and it, the furthest away I can keep from the only way is Essex, the better. Um, but yeah, no, they had a couple of series. It was all like based around after Tom Daly won the bronze medal. Uh, was it 2016 Olympics? Um, so they thought they'd jump on diving as a reality show concept and then realised, hmm, it's just people jumping in a pool. <laughs> Love to be a fly on the wall for that pitch meeting. That would be... <laughs> 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 that's so stupid um yeah uh, another reason why i liked emmanuel he went straight over to calm her down um mm. and like look after it's nice everyone did seem quite lovely to her i think overall yeah. this cast seems quite nice and i'm i'm enjoying that because it's getting away from a bit of a toxicity um but yeah are you saying george that there's less tension with this cast because you know where there is tension, sexual yeah, tension. <laughs> uh, there's some sexual tension between Ashley and Nelson because she's there shouting, that's my man. And he comes off that challenge and he gives a lovely little cuddle to Berna. Oh, so he's cuddling with Berna and he's going to light a fire in that relationship with Ashley. What do we think about what Nelson's doing? He is literally playing with fire. And he's going to get Bernard. Can I just say that I love how you guys call hugs cuddles? Uh, it just makes it seem much messier, and I love it, especially in this context. Oh, but again, Nelson's an idiot. <laughs> well, he definitely has a type, like maybe not physically, but I, I think he has a personality type. Hmm. And Berna hasn't showed it yet, but something tells me that her and Ashley are very, very similar. Uh, Berna probably burned shit down too. Yeah, because he's also gone off. Nice. He's also gone off with Sylvia, and she's got she's a bit fiery. Uh, because he got rejected. He got rejected by her in invasion yeah. of the champions because he was because he was hooking up with Latoya before. Um, and she's fiery. And yeah. Kaylee. Kaylee's not necessarily fiery, but she is mean. And I, then let's she is let's fiery. not forget who his ex girlfriend is, Angela. Oh God! Yeah. This, uh, <laughs> Hey, this is the best school out ever. Nelson likes drama. Who knew? Nelson I basically... don't know if you know this, but they're on Dr. They were on a Dr. Phil episode in America yeah. about their relationship. Like he has a personality type. Yeah. He basically wants someone that's going to kill him. <laughs> and he clearly likes fanning the flames too. Mm. 
it's ironic when you think about it after what he said said to Kayla on Total Madness, the way that he kind of is going about things at the moment. Just what, wondering being, being banged in a portable or being foul. Oh, being foul. Yeah. Fair yes, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. I wonder if there is any portaloos on this season, Nelson. Ooh, we will find out. Um, <laughs> now we're getting to the final round, but there's only three hey. people left. Uh, because one of the agents has been deactivated. Um, genuinely have just forgotten her name because we've not seen her at all on the show. Lauren, um, there's been a lot of um, information, um, speculation about why she was edited out the show, why she... Um, was removed from the show or left the show nothing's been confirmed i don't think it's fair if we speculate um i'd love to say you know it was great having on the show but she was pretty much eddie 2.0 but the big question is because josh the goof is left with no partner whatsoever but good old tj is ready to bring a new agent into the game who will that agent be Let's head down to TJ to find out. I see this girl walking like she's the star, like walking like, mm, yeah. Ooh, come on, give me the applause. I'm back, bitches. And I see some of y'all got a little chip on your shoulder. You're not happy I'm here, but I'm here to stay. Amber's not playing nice anymore. I do not care what lines I have to cross. Just in case you don't know who this agent is, this is Amber. She won last season. The champ is back. Yay! I missed her. Um, also, she seems happier and like more confident in that entrance. And I think I saw her for the entirety of last season, which just made me really, really happy. Yeah, it's good to see a smile. She looks we love great. Amber. Like, yeah, she looks great. She definitely looked like she was glowing. I don't know if producers were hyping her up in that car the whole way up or what, but I like the entrance. Uh, she is a champion in her own right. Uh, this is another thing. Like, I think MTV has definitely got to do better at, you know, how they edit these trailers and stuff. I almost want to stop watching the previews because mm. I knew she was coming. Mm. I just didn't know when. Like, she's very clearly in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I think they wanted us to know that she was coming and they wanted us to know that she was coming late but they wanted us to get like excited about when she was coming like I think it was on purpose because I think obviously she was in the standby cast and uh, you know obviously the cast spoilers go out because I saw that she was in the cast I saw that she was then on standby cast then she was back in the cast she was on the standby cast again she's back in the cast mm -hmm. um so I saw that because I checked casting spoilers and that's the only spoilers I check so you know I think it was just that kind of and I'm in I can breathe now I'm back in the game um but yeah I think from what she told us on the pod of where she kind of was the place she was in mentally before double agents to where she was obviously in such a better place um, before she went to Croatia because we actually spoke to her 
just before the challenges uh, flew out on the podcast. You know, like George said, she was in such a happy place. I think she was so excited to be back with her challenge family and just to be back playing the game and, um, you know, coming back as the champ. And one thing that we never mentioned last season, she's the first Big Brother player to ever win. Mm. I don't count as a Big Brother player, though. She seems to be lovely. More importantly, do you guys really hope that's her Lamborghini? That's what she put her, spent her winnings on. spent <laughs> so much money on aesthetic. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, even the intro, like, TJ got into a Lamborghini, got out, got on a motorcycle, and then got on a boat. It was like, for what? <laughs> I've got a lot of money I, on the show. Yeah, I, I, I had that thought, um, Tay, when I saw TJ rock up, and I was like, hold on a minute. How much say do you have over this stuff? And are you just, like, living out your absolute dream to just MTV as your new, like, expense account, basically? He's got he's got vehicles, though. We, I saw his Cribs episode. Yeah. But do you not think, though, with MTV? So most of what's on MTV is ridiculousness, which isn't that expensive, to put on you're basically yeah, you're getting free clips which maybe you spend 250 quid dollars on each time uh and then you're just paying for a studio but you can record like seven of them a day then your catfish the budget's gone down on that because they're doing it all via zoom um so realistically they got a lot of money now to put into the challenge a cbs check viacom baby <laughs> <laughs> what it's all about um we pleased to have amber back today i know george and i are extremely biased so i thought i'll go to you for this question yeah i liked her um i'm interested to see what she's gonna do now that you know her abilities are a little bit blown up now hmm. uh, she you know kind of got the coast a little bit last season uh clearly she has proven herself to be at least a threat in the final so i wonder uh, when they are going to kind of look at, start to look at her and be like, okay, well, we know who we don't want to run against because we've seen it. Because she can definitely run. Um, and she can sure. also throw things out of a helicopter. She was absolutely loving that challenge. Um, <laughs> but when it comes down to it, it's very close between two teams. So let's head down to the mission to find out who won this challenge. All right, amazing challenge today, huh? Two teams did really well today, and they were Fessy and Esther. Oh! And Casey and Emmanuel. Fessy oh! hey! and Esther, you recovered 30 bags of gems. But Emmanuel and Casey, you recovered 28. Oh! I'm the first Nigerian to ever win a daily challenge on the challenge. I'm just so happy. I'm like, yes, I just made Nigeria proud. Good job, Esther. I was real nervous about coming in this season with Ramadan because I didn't know how Ramadan was going to affect me. I didn't know if I was going to have any energy throughout these challenges, and it feels good. Yeah, it just feels good. So congratulations, Fessy and Esther. You are now the agency. The rest of you, you're on the chopping block. I need you to go back to headquarters, deliberate and nominate one team. Then our agency will nominate one man and one woman from any team 
to take on our compromised agents. So Fessy and Esther are the winners, which George makes them the agency. Your favourite. Power couple. Yeah, the agency. We've, we've discussed this. It's power couple. <laughs> um, so they will uh, decide two individual players that will go down against compromised agents that are chosen a bit later in deliberation. But when we get back to the house... Um, Josh and Amber have a nice uh, discussion because I think they're obviously cool, but there's something going on with her and Fessy and Casey from um, some things that Fessy and Casey said on Double Agents. But what Josh says is he's got her back. He can bring them all back together. I'm re- I'm start- Josh is growing on me. I-, I went into this season with a positive outlook on Josh and he- he's-, he's-, he's growing on me and not like a fungus, like a fine wine. Tay, you look like he is not growing on you. He's not. Um, this was a pretty good scene for him. Uh, do you guys count the trailer as spoilers? Nope, because no. we've all seen it. Okay. So you saw, like, there was a brief flash of a trailer of Josh and Fessy arguing. Hmm. Uh, I think that Amber B is going to be the source of that argument. Well, also in the trailer, there is a fight between Amber B and Esther. Esther. Mm-hmm. Oh. And there's a moment where she says to Fessy in the trailer, no, that's what I call a blindside. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. We should have had you on for the uh, trailer breakdown uh, episode. <laughs> that's, uh, that's very interesting. So yeah. <laughs> that's, that's very, very good analysis. Mm. Um, I was just hoping that Josh and Fessy would hit each other and they both go home, but I'm starting to like them this season, so who knows what I would um, what I <laughs> well, well, someone else I start. like their partners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to get on to Esther, by the way, but I want to save it to a bit later in the deliberation because um, I think she's a bit of a star. Um, and uh, Emmy's paranoid that she's going to be voted in, but the only way to calm people down and to stop any form of paranoia, George, oh, oh, it's the oh, moment. On, before you move on... Um, can we discuss Amber and Josh? Like, it's, she's quite lucky to get Josh as a partner, right? Because Tay pulled it out brilliantly. Everyone mm. knows her threat now. They are going to try and get her out for the final. Josh will protect her by virtue of him being, by virtue of them being partners. Because as we see, protect her in the deliberation vote. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the voting down one is trickier, mm. but she'd be very, very vulnerable if she'd come in with a rookie. Oh, oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, or if she'd even come with like a slightly less connected vet. I could see that the fact that she's such a threat at the what is 90% of the final. I think I'm quite intrigued to see how they work together as well, actually. Because Amber does well when she's got a supportive partner, and Josh is arguably a very supportive partner in yeah. everything we've seen. Yeah, well, well, given that he is a very good partner. Yeah. And what, what I guess he's trying to do is bring that big brother club back together. And speaking of clubs, George, you ready? One, two, three. Club, club nine. nine. That was the worst one we've hey, ever done. But the best thing I about thought that, this I club thought, I thought that was closer. Jesus Christ, our things are really <laughs> out of sync. <laughs> um, the best thing about this club night is it's in an actual club. Yeah. Um, or a bar. Um, so let's start with Fessy flirting with Amanda. Amanda knows exactly what she's doing. She's playing the game. What are your thoughts on Amanda, Tay? Um, love Amanda. Uh, love Amanda as like well not necessarily as a person but she seems fun she does not take herself too seriously uh, she like knows like who she is in this game and like she's a she's a good political player 
um, there aren't too many things about Amanda that I like that stand out to me that I hate. Mm. Uh, she was the one that kind of like blew up Zach and Jenna, like rightfully so. Mm. Um, and look, right beside Fessy is where where she needs to be. Fessy, like she has a type too. Well, Fessy seems a lot less messy this season, but I'll tell you who does seem messy. Old Nelly T. Um, so Ashley, she she comes clean. She tells Nelly T. She likes him. Um, and Nelson comes with the uh, the reply that none of us ever want to hear when we tell someone we like them. I thought we were just two friends having fun. Oh, that's the absolute burn. Speaking of burn, who's he flirting with all night in the nightclub? It's only Berna from Germany. Um, oh, Nelson, 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 Nelson. They both have points, but Nelson is way more wrong in this situation. More what? They both wrong. He's, he's like, they both have points. Yeah. They are, Nelson is right. They are two people who like, that's what he thought. And Ashley is well within her right to, you know, express her feelings for him, and he's well within his right to not feel those same things. However, like, again, they pointed out in the pre-episode, they are neighbors. Like, this was something that happened before the house. Like, they didn't just do this, like, two days ago, and that was the first time. Like, they've clearly been doing this, like, during COVID. So for you to come into the house and then completely, you know, flirt with somebody else in my face or in her face is a completely different thing especially the same day that you that you just barely made it clear that you do not have those feelings for me like let it sit for a while before you throw it in my face let me let me deal with it and let's remember even though it was going on during covid they both live in texas where my understanding is the rules were very relaxed um so Oh dear, Nelson. Um, she's going to kill him, isn't she, George? His testicle is going to end up like yours, isn't it, George? Oh, um, you weren't here when we uh, did the intro. Yeah, context, context for Tay. <laughs> Sorry, Tay. You weren't here when we did the intro. Uh, George was um, wakeboarding or surfing or something, and um, he hit a big wave, landed on his testicle, and it was very bruised. Um, like Nelson's are going to be. Yeah, I don't know how to bring my testicle into this. Leave, you leave it out. It, yeah, you brought it up to begin with. You had the balls to more. do it. Not anymore. Um, <laughs> like that. <laughs> God, I'm a child. I'm really thirsty. Um, yeah, basically, uh, can, can we get to the next bit? That's what I want to talk about from Club Lights. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll, we'll pause the Nelson Ashley Burner um, love fire for now um and let's uh discuss what really is a big cusp of this uh, scene if you're thinking about the game as opposed to the drama which is fessy tries to make a deal with kells um basically saying look i'll keep you safe if in future you keep me safe kells doesn't really trust him and he's kind of like why do we need to be having this conversation you're obviously saying it because you're scared of me why don't we just ride the wave instead of striking a deal um and then this then leads to fessy basically you know saying to josh yeah kel's trying to make a deal we got the numbers to get rid of him this was such a setup it was but i really enjoyed this scene because it was like 
the political side of the challenge I love because it was you see Fessy's motivation he is no longer head and shoulders the biggest bloke in the house Pels is actually bigger than him to be fair um and Fessy looks I've actually my Fessy looks like he's still down the trailer but yeah I enjoyed the fact that Kel stood his ground I imagine 90% of rookies would have jumped at that and this is why I started this is the bit of the episode where I was like really starting to like Kel's that didn't age well. Um, almost as bad as when I said he might be the winner. That was really <laughs> stupid. Um, but the, and then we get the whole political side of like, right, I can't make the deal with them. So Fessy and Josh kind of like went together to come up with their plan. Found it interesting that Fessy still let Josh be the figurehead of this. Like he's the mouthpiece for it, where it's kind of their idea together. Well, um, do you not think that by making Josh the mouthpiece, Josh gets the heat if it goes wrong? That's, not, that's yeah. exactly my point. I think that's good play by Fessy as well. Fessy's learned to take the target off his back, which I think is interesting. Um, sorry, this is just a bit of the game I absolutely love. Like, what did you two think of this bit? I thought from a political sense, it was great TV uh, to show like how the bits and pieces work. Um, it's just really interesting to see Fessy go from like screaming at CT in the club mm. about how, you know, they can go head to head and CT's time is over to like him literally being scared of the like the next big guy and like making moves immediately. Um, politically, I respect it. It was a strong move on his, on his part alone, not giving Josh any credit for this. Uh, <laughs> on his part alone, however, I don't know where where was all that she was talking last last year, like last season. Like you know, I really would have loved to see him kind of just be like, "I'm a different animal, bro." Like let's let's see it. Like this was the time, and I hope that you know later on down the line, uh, maybe not this season, but next season when he if he you know starts to boast again, people will bring up this moment. Like yeah. the one guy who could have you know physically been a factor for you. You wasted no time. Hmm. I think it, it is true what you say, Tay, is that essentially Kells is his physical equal in this game. And I don't, I think he came in, he's come into every season not thinking there was ever going to be a physical equal. And he's shook and he's scared and he's trying to make a deal. Um, but do you know who I would be scared of? I would be scared of Ashley. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for letting me have a brief political break. Now we can get back to the hookup drama. Take it <laughs> yes, away, Levi. Because back at the house, Ashley is not happy. She has a, com- a confrontation with Bertha, um, followed by a confrontation with Nelson about flirting with Bertha, which leads to one of my favourite lines of uh, the episode, which is when Amber, who's just got there, goes, isn't her name Berna? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, oh God. <laughs> Yeah. I just I just love the timing of it. And it just her face was like, it's Berna. Truly it's Berna. I don't know and she was like, not the point, not the point. Like... <laughs> um, and then and then Huey trying to calm her down. Not now, Huey. <laughs> I really like they Huey. They stay together just for that dynamic because I think that is important. <laughs> yeah. I love Huey. Oh uh, um, yeah, Huey's outstanding. Um, and this this also leads to um, the end of the rebrand because uh, she's no longer Ashley Millionaire Mitchell. She's now Ashley Meltdown Mitchell. And I think 
actually Good. we've seen finish, a few finish, me- finish finish the quote it was brilliant because she has way more meltdowns than cash <laughs> <laughs> that was from a friend of the pod uh devin number one draft pick walker um you know um is this putting a target on ashley is this putting a target on burner is this putting a target on nelson or is it just just drama because burner's worried she's got a target now this is more hurtful to Berna than anything. I don't think it's putting a target on Ashley. Uh, I actually think this is a very calm, calm for her in comparison to, you know, other seasons. Um, and, you know, liquor is a big influence, but without the extra, like, slurring, she's not wrong. Well, like, has Berna done anything wrong? Because as far as she's concerned, Nelson's single. I, I imagine Nelson spent the whole time going, I'm single. I don't think Berna has done anything wrong. I think it would serve Berna to be more careful. Do you think Bertha has done anything wrong? <laughs> yeah, she's awful. She's the worst character of the season. <laughs> um, Bertha definitely. Def- Bertha... Bertha doesn't have a leg stand on. <laughs> <laughs> well, after that bit of a drama-based interlude, let's get back to the game, because next morning, this is an unbelievable moment after last I season. I love this scene. Devon and Josh are playing chess. So not only the fact they're getting on, but the fact they're playing chess is just perfect imagery. Um, Josh tells Devon they've got the numbers uh, to get Kells and Tracy out. Um, because he thinks Kells is the head of the Rookie Alliance. And then Devin goes to Tori and Anissa. Obviously, Tori's got this thing with Kells. So he says, it's got to be a rookie, rookie team. And Anissa kind of breaks news about Kells. And Tori kind of says, I think this is going to be a test of my loyalty. But one of the things Anissa says is, look, we've got enough numbers. So if you want to throw your vote wherever you want to throw your vote, it's not going to affect us. Um, What do we think of this little vet ensemble situation? Can I talk about the chess theme first? I really awesome. like just because it's such a it's such a trope of like a spy movie where you have the main villain and like the good guy just having a closely guarded conversation while playing chess completely unnecessarily. I am convinced Devin knew what he was doing there and getting that as a great shot for the um, for the episode. <laughs> but I also quite like seeing them both talk strategy together. And now I think it's also Devin might be using Josh as a mouthpiece a little bit as well. Um, but it does show that this vet alliance is just going to carve through rookies. Mm. Rookies had a chance in the first the first night. Yeah. After that? Yeah. That's it. And I, like, unfortunately, it doesn't seem like, it doesn't seem like most of them don't know what's going, like, they don't seem to know what's going on. I, th- I think um, Garbo said it in this episode where he was like, my dream was always to be on like MTV in America. I think that's a lot of them. It's like, we're on TV in America and that's their thing, not, okay, how do we win this game? Well, and the ones who could start this rookie revolution are just getting targeted. Yeah. It's stra- and it's so easy to find out who's doing it. Like you said earlier, Levi, it's not, there's not a safe way to scheme. No. Um, and, you know, I think this will lead us nicely into nominations. And Josh goes straight for the jugular, straight for Kells. And he's like, you're making promises with everyone that you can't keep. And Kells is like, I've not made any deals. And then I love the bit where he's like, CT, have I made a deal with you? No. Have I made a deal with you? No. Have I made a deal with you? I thought that was quite smart. Um, and he basically says to Josh, he's like, 
you're not known to be smart and tactical. <laughs> if I'm going to make a deal, it's not going to be with someone like you. Just be honest, you're shook. You're scared of me. Um, I was quite impressed with Kel's like holding his own against Josh here. I love it when anybody takes Josh to task. Um, and honestly, I think this was a, this is why I'm giving Fessy more credit than Josh. Like, as you said, the vets clearly have like, some, like they had this all figured out. I think Josh absolutely took the wrong angle with this. He could have easily just said like, you're big, you're intimidating. You're going to give a lot of us a run for our money, including me voting you down. People still would have voted for him. Hmm. I don't know why he took the angle of, you know, um, saying that he's been making deals. Uh, it was unnecessary. Uh, another thing that I do not like about Josh is his lack of self self awareness, particularly in his abilities. Uh, in like, I wouldn't say in his position because he actually is positioned fairly well. Um, but I, he, this is like the third or fourth time that he has continued to say like, I do not lie. It's like you do lie <laughs> lying now and like we have seen you lie like that's the part that really gets me about it like you didn't have to it was an unnecessary lie it's was it a lie though or was it strategy because there's I'm like lying lying because you're being a horrible person and then there's lying for a strategy in the game and you know the theme of the season is spies lies and allies we're looking I'm at that gonna... lies portion I'm going to call it a lie. And it's okay to lie. Just don't continue to advertise this lie by like, or promote it by saying, I don't lie. People know I don't. It's like, but you do. Mm. There are people that lie on the show. Amanda lies, Ashley lies, like people lie, but you know, they own it. Yeah, He's got to own it. Mm. And it is the point like last thing where we said about subway, even if he didn't say it as, eloquently as you just did if um when Kels goes it's because you're shook I I my reaction would be yeah you're a fucking giant of course I don't want to go against you fine. yeah of course you would. said that I would have laughed I would be like okay there we go somebody's yeah. learning do you know where I've just think... seen you deadlift three and a half of me yeah I'm not going against you <laughs> do you know where I think Kels went wrong though was when Devin stepped in and said okay Kels we're pointing the finger at you. What's option two? If it's not you, it's who? And if he had an answer like that and he was going to throw a rookie under the bus, he should have done that. But I think he panicked. He was like, if I do this, then all the rookies are going to put me in. And that was his moment where he could have got rid. He could have thrown someone under the bus and he could have probably helped himself. I still think he would have got voted in, but he just didn't have that quick answer for them. This is where I think that this is why I said that I think, you know, we might have given him a little too much credit as to, you know, wanting to lead like a revolution because I expected him to have a name like this could have been a great time for him to just throw out a vet's name like it's really a lose lose situation either way you throw out a vet and give a good reason for it like even if it's nothing but CT and you know just to say like three time champ, maybe the rookies might go for it because at this point it's a secret vote. Mm. Then you might even get some vets to go for it because again, three times yeah. chef. Nobody likes seeing him here. He's in shape. That's and it. You, or you could have well, you could have said Fessy at this moment, but like there are plenty of people to throw in. CT would have been a good shout. But I don't understand why I know obviously Cam did last season, but especially this season when he's just won. 
and he's come back looking like prime CT. Why are people not going? We need to try and get rid of him. Like put, oh, C- put CT up time. against Kells in a, in a physical. That'll get rid of him. I think Corey's going to take the first swipe at CT when he can. I think it's going to be rookies go and then they're going to try and get that. I, I, if no one tries to get him out this time, I will lose faith in this game. Hmm. Sport. Do you know, Sorry. Do you know I'm what's interesting? Really it, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tay? What was that? I'm still, I said I'm still very, very upset oh. at Nani. Like, oh, just, just pick him. Just pick CT. This could have been a completely different, like, yeah. outcome. <laughs> Do you, do you know what? Don't 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 mention Nanny to George. It's, it's only going to set him off with his anti-Nanny rants that he's been did all of last season. Um, what's interesting though is we're talking about Kells this whole time. Let's not forget this is a partner game. Uh, he's partnered mm-hmm. with Tracy. She's got an opportunity Ooh. to talk. Exactly. I was going to say she's got an opportunity to talk. She says something. I don't remember what it is. But one female rookie who I'm like, this girl is amazing. Esther. That that part where she's like, do you know what, guys? We're here to win. We need to go big or go home. Think about who you don't want to see in a final. What's interesting is from the big brother Nigeria girls, Esther and Tasha, my understanding is Tasha is like this big celebrity over in Nigeria. Esther's the one that's coming across with the screen presence and coming across understanding the game and coming across really well. Tasha's been quite quiet. I really, I really like Esther. I think I put it out on our Instagram. I think she's fantastic. Esther got into uni at fourteen. Like she's what? awesome. Yeah. Wow. So it- I don't know if you guys know this. Um, I of course am not Nigerian, uh, but American. But I do have a bunch of uh, Nigerian friends. Not to sound like oh, like I have like <laughs> all these black friends, but like yeah. I do have a bunch of Nigerian friends who live in America, but like spend a lot of time in Nigeria. Like a few of them actually grew up a little bit in Nigeria and then go to America for school. Uh, it is not uncommon for a bunch of them to finish university at very young ages. Hmm. Uh, one of them, I think, is Tasha, but I might be wrong. But one of them is actually a lawyer. Uh, and if the other one is not something of that magnitude, like is not a lawyer, they're probably something mm-hmm. of that magnitude. Uh, it is not uncommon in their culture to be like, put a high focus in education, to be extremely smart, extremely gifted and to have like multiple talents. So I was not surprised at all in um, Esther or like Tasha hasn't talked much, but I think that when she does- She's taking things in, isn't she? Yeah. I'm like I was not surprised by Esther at all. Uh, yeah, pretty much sounds like the yeah. money for me. So. I really like her. I think she's one for us to watch out for. Um, so George doesn't know about this, but thanks to the wonderful Devin Simone, it's time for us to see who voted for who. So let's have a look. Oh, cool. <laughs> so let let's look at the breakdown. I think. If we just don't look at the Tracy and Kells thing first, voting for Anissa and Logan, Jeremiah, Tommy, and CT. Ooh, that's interesting. Voting for Emmy and Ed, Tori, Tracy, and Priscilla. Um, voting for Ashley and Huey was Ed and Emmy. Uh, Amber and Josh 
was voted for by Kells. Well, that's understandable because Kells and Josh have just had this set to. Um, look at the next one. Voting for Casey and Emmanuel. <laughs> Emmanuel. <laughs> I forgot that we do an audio version of this podcast as well. Uh, Emmanuel voted for Casey and Emmanuel. Um, and then Tasha voted for Michelle and Devon. So voting for Trace and Kells, we've got Amanda, Amber, Anissa, Ashley, Berna, Bettina, Big T, Corey L, Corey, Devin, Gabo, Huey, Josh, Casey, Kyle, Logan, Michelle, Nanny, and Nelson. Um, any of those a bit weird for you? I think Emmanuel voting for himself. <laughs> I did get Tasha throwing one at Michelle and Devin. Um, Burn vote. Didn't want to vote for Kells because yeah. we see a bit later that her and him talk a bit. Like, so they might be okay. friends. Is, um, yeah, like Tasha and Esther and Kells were all in that limo together in the pre episode. Yeah. Uh, so that makes sense. Uh, and then I guess the interesting thing is CT voting for Anissa and Logan because that goes against the Vet Alliance. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to throw away a burn vote, like, why not throw it away on another rookie? Unless I mean, CT, that is. Yeah, unless CT absolutely does not want to run with Anissa. Um, why is Emmanuel voted for himself? Am I the only one that's a bit like confused? So I, I have a theory on this. Yeah. I think it's really, really easy to mess up on the iPad and accidentally vote for someone. Yeah. And, and generally, <laughs> you, I, I'm waiting for the moment where if they did show the votes in the program where someone goes, mate, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to backstab you. My finger slipped. I've stolen <laughs> that from someone on the Reddit, but I found it hilarious. I thought it was a really good point. <laughs> The other thing, though, is when they vote, the positions that are in, all the people standing behind can just see everyone's votes on their side. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, that's a new thing I decided to bring in uh, this week after our chat with the wonderful Devon Simone. These votes got uh, shown on Aftermath, so I thought I'd bring them in to uh, Redditors React. Um, but... Um, you're, getting a bit post- too pro- you're getting a bit too professional, Levi. I don't like the new production value. <laughs> Wait. I'm going to have to spend longer talking about my testicles to lower the tone. <laughs> Wait till you see how that looks when uh, when we put it into the video. It's going to look very smart. Um, but post-nominations, <laughs> um, speaking of very smart, we've got three, three very smart rookies, Kels, Tasha and Priscilla. Um, Kels basically says, these people want to see what I can do. I'm coming for their heads. Um, and then we have an interesting conversation between two less smart people. Uh, and Josh and Fessy uh, talk about who they're going to throw in. So Fessy's discussion is for the guys, Emmanuel, Ed, or Corey L. And for the girls, Josh suggests Berna, because uh, Bertha is probably immune this week. Um, but Fessy, without saying it, suggests Amber B. Do we think this was just a highly edited thing? I'm telling you. What are you telling us? Say it out loud, say it out loud. <laughs> They're going to fight over her. They're going to fight about her. And I, honestly, like, and this is parts like, again, I'm trying to give Fessy the benefit of the doubt, but this is this, this is the part of him that, like, you know, I don't care for. Uh, Casey can be grouped in this, too, a little bit. Like, you know, like, they threw her under the bus last season. And instead of just being like, like, he, did, he took this stance with Nelson, but he absolutely won't do this with Amber. Just being like, hey, like, you know what? I'm sorry. I should not have, you know, doubted you, nor should I have, you know, like, talked trash about you. And, you know, we were in an alliance and it was wrong. Um, instead, he's just like, one are gone. 
because you know she doesn't care for me too much when truth be told amber probably isn't gunning for you she just has probably been put on notice Mm. she won you you didn't do you think that's what it is though jealousy like he wanted to be the first big brother winner I don't know if it's jealousy, but whatever it is, he needs to sit with it. And like, because if he got this together, she would be a great asset to have. Like, she's clearly proven that she would not be the worst person in the world to run a final with. Mm. And she's already in Big Brother. Why not just like go bury the hatchet? You're already trying to prove something. Like you're already trying to build trust. Apologize. Yeah. Also, it's quite an easy one. It's like, shit. If Fessy had Amber, he could have he could have legitimately won. Like it would have, if he hadn't made that decision. I also think Josh is overjoyed he's got Amber. Oh, yeah. He's like, this is someone I could win a final with. Um, but what he needs that's to realise is what are the chances of him keeping Amber for the whole show? Yeah. Um, but for him staying. <laughs> well, Fessy um, and Esther <laughs> have got some decisions to make. So with that, the agents head to the lair. Um, so let's head down there to TJ and find out who the agency have chosen to face the compromised agents, Kells and Tracy. All right, agents, welcome back to the lair. Now I sent you back to headquarters to deliberate and nominate one team to come down on the floor with me, fight for their right to stay in the game. You chose to compromise, Kells and Tracy. Come on down. Esther, Fessy, you are the agency. And on this season of Spies, Lies, and Allies, you could choose any man and any woman from any team to take on our compromised agents. So we'll start off with you, Esther. Which woman do you want to send down into the lair? Well, myself and my partner deliberated on a lot of names. came down to Emmy. After Emmy's outburst at the first deliberation, I'm like, I can't trust you. All right, so that's one vote for Emmy. Fessy. I'm going to stick by my partner and go with Emmy. Emmy, come on down. I did not expect this from Esther and Fessy. Like, bro, tell me that I'm going in. Don't hide it from me. I'm around a bunch of snakes who I cannot trust anymore from now on. All right, Fessy, which man do you want to send down here to go against our compromised agents? You know, after last season, there's a lot of guys. They were in my shoes. I feel like I would be down there right now. I'm sure these vets are looking at me like, what is he going to do? Is he going to stick true to this vet's truce? Or is he going to take a shot right now? Either I can pull the trigger now and start this war, or I could use this as a trust-building exercise. You know, after last season, there's a lot of guys up there that if they were in my shoes, I feel like I would be down there right now. The vets are sticking together. He knows that. If he pulls that trigger too early, it's going to come back and bite him in his ass. But. 
We're going to work on building some trust, gentlemen. And I'm sorry, Ed, but uh, it's going to have to be you tonight. All good, baby. Esther? Ed. All right. Ed, come on down. No surprise. My name gets called. I'm going to go into elimination at some point. Why not now? Make it my first elimination. I'm ready, baby. Let's go to war. So, George, your favorite people, the agency, what do you think of their choice? They've chosen uh, Emmy and a uh, new guy, Ed. Vessi, uh, Vessi? Fessy stuck to the uh, Vet Alliance. He was uh, umming and ahhing for the drama, but he, uh, he threw in two rookies. Yeah, he, he, he was never going to fire a shot at this point. Um, and probably it's just strength in his game. Loads of people didn't really trust him on the last one. So, yeah, it, it, makes, it makes sense that he didn't pick anyone. I would have loved it if he'd like gone a bit rogue and chucked someone down, but not in this elimination. Mm, it wasn't the time. It wasn't the yeah. time. Um, Emmy's very emotional though when she's talking to Mr. TJ. Um, whereas, <laughs> <Mr>. TJ. <laughs> do you know what? I thought it was all fake, the Mr. TJ thing in the beginning, but when she calls him Mr. TJ while she's crying, I was like, yeah, she just thinks his name is Mr. TJ. But Ed seems super pumped. So um, Tay, what did do you, you have, think about these like, contrasting more... reactions? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Honestly, again, this is why I'm like, listen, you got to keep the same energy. Like, you were very aggressive in the first episode. Uh, now you're the, you're crying at the drop of a hat. Like, if you're a crier, you're a crier. Stick to that. If you are, you know, if you're the rat and the snake, like, stick to that. Like, it's going to get tiring with people, you know, like, tending to your tears every time. Like, you threw Michaela under the bus for literally nothing. And here goes Esther, who had no reason to look out for you. Mm. Also just voted you in. If it, like, why are you crying? Like, you can tell it was awkward for everyone involved. And, you know, like, <laughs> again, I don't care for her. <laughs> <laughs> but on the flip side... Ed was super happy, the contrast, and George, same wavelength, same wavelength. I knew what you were going to say before. I loved Ed's reaction of, uh, well, you're going to chuck the two biggest specimens in the house down against each other. Let's see what happens. Yeah. He took it on the chin. Yeah. Ed is just unbelievably likeable. Yeah, I really like him, which is weird because I thought he was a massive cock when he came in and didn't have any shorts on. Yeah, well, I thought he well. was, he was, was my words, by the way. <laughs> just want to make that clear um so what we have is essentially we're in a position where we're about to lose at least one of the kind of you know big big vet big rookies you know the ones that are actually adding something to the show and mm. or we could lose tracy um so we've got kels and tracy versus Emmy and Ed in elimination. So let's find out from TJ what that elimination is. Tonight, you're playing Flipping Agents. To begin, you're all gonna start on your box. One of you is gonna be strapped to that cage. When I say go, your partner is gonna use all their strength to flip you over, and then you're gonna use the magnetic line to retrieve puzzle pieces. Once you've retrieved all 12 pieces, you will then get unstrapped, and both of you are gonna solve that puzzle. It is 100% up to you. Who's gonna be strapped in, and who's gonna be doing the flipping, all right? First team to solve the puzzle will win tonight's elimination round, stay in the game, Rejoin the group. Losing team is deactivated right away. 
Got it? Got it. Good luck. Let's get it done. So flipping agents, you're able to pick who's going to be on the grate that's being flipped. Both teams pick the girls. They basically dangle a magnetic cable rope down to try and pick up some uh, cubes that only have magnets on two sides of them. Uh, they have to pull it up. Once they pull it up and they've got hold of it, the uh, partners flip the grate over, grab it off them. Once they've got all 12, they can solve a puzzle. What do we think of this elimination? It's a bit, I don't know. Mm. That was interesting. It's different. It certainly uh, was different. Showed, yeah, it showed teamwork, uh, ability to be calm under pressure. Um, I didn't hate it, but I also didn't love it. I would have rather seen something a little bit more head to head. I think the problem was they spent all the budget on the mission for this episode. <laughs> um, so they had very little left for the um, for the uh, the elimination. I mean, certainly on that block, Ireland did not look like Ireland. Uh, George, what were your thoughts on this as an elimination? I've got very similar opinions to the daily. I, I didn't mind it. It, it like Tay said, showed teamwork, which I'm always quite a fan of seeing how people act as a pair. Um, again, it's not going to be one that I overly remember. I quite, I was thinking, what would it be like if one of them had gone with, um, no, one of the guys had gone with, I'll be the one flipped. I just had poor images of like, um, oh my God, I've got her name. Her name's Tracy. Her name is Tracy. Tra yeah. Tracy trying, <laughs> trying to flip cows. And it'd be like, that's one and done. Um, just poor cows behind there. I don't know if they, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't it. It wasn't like an all-timer, was it? No. But it, it was something. Went to, went to a bit of a nail biter at the end. Um, the, the fact magnets were only on two sides, I liked, because mm. it added that bit of tension at the end where they couldn't get the last one. The girls were having to almost lasso the block, which I thought was quite a nice mm. touch because that made it a lot trickier. Um, there's, it has quite a lot of skills, to be fair. Um, thinking under pressure, dexterity, hand-eye coordination. Magnetism. Magnetism. <laughs> she just kept grabbing the magnet, like, oh my god. I know. <laughs> That's the problem. You need to grab the blocks. If you grab the magnet, then you're putting more force on the magnet, which is causing less force on the actual magnetism, which is causing the block to fall. Basic science, Tracy. Come on. And that um, ends the Redditors React weekly physics section. <laughs> Choose it next week for... Uh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, so I think my favourite moment of this elimination was obviously uh, the people up on the stage were pulling for Ed and uh, Devin goes, Ed, it's a map of the world. And Ed just goes, I know that. And Devin's <laughs> just like, yes. <laughs> I, 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 this, this episode has flipped me at 180 on Ed. I love him. Yeah, what, I do too. I like him. Much like all the challenges um, for the two girls oh. during the elimination. <laughs> There he is. There he is. Yeah. Maths, degrees. Um, you know, so ultimately, Ed and uh, Emmy win. What, are you pleased, Tay? I know you're not the biggest fan of Emmy, but you do like Ed. I'm not displeased. Uh, I do like Ed, but, you know, I like Kells a little bit more. Mm. Uh, I thought that the puzzle, well, the puzzle didn't seem too hard, but funny enough, 
you know, we kind of talk about like language barriers and stuff like that and how it could be like a disadvantage for some of the internationals. Uh, I think it's very interesting how they throw in like little things, whether it's intentional or not, that could be a disadvantage for Americans. Uh, as soon as I saw that it was the world map, I was like, Ivy League education aside and might struggle. Uh, just because Americans seem to have a very westernized view of the world, uh, I personally might not be able to put together a world map off like, like in a few seconds. Um, so I just thought that would have even the playing field a little bit more, but I'm not completely upset. Uh, I'll, I'll be a little bit happier when Amy goes home, but I think it was a decent, decent showing for, mm. for everybody except Tracy. Mm. Uh, George, your thoughts? Do you think, do you think Tracy cost cows there? How many did she drop? Three, four? She, uh, she definitely was... cost him. She yeah. was edited to have dropped three, yes. Yeah, that's fair, actually. Um, I must stop being such a slave to the edit. But, yeah, um, it's... Poor Kel. I'm really going to miss Kel's. I liked him. <laughs> well, the thing is, I think we've lost someone that could have been a really, really big part of this season, and I will miss Tracy. Because, um, no, um, I think the thing, thing is, Kel's... I, I think Kel's came in, he knew the game that he was getting him to, He'd obviously done his homework whilst he was having a little 10 day break um, and they were scared of him. And I do hope that I know not that many people that go out in the first couple of episodes return, you know, as of late. But I really hope we get to see him back because I think he, he's a very good addition to the show kind of mentally and physically. I think Michaela and Kells are both coming back. Yeah. Like Michaela had... She was tied, well, like a four-way tie for second with the most uh, confessionals in the first episode. But even in the pre-episode, like her very first introduction clip was hilarious. Um, I think she has a lot of fans. They like, I'm pretty sure MTV and Viacom know what they have with her. Uh, Kel's on one end, two episodes in, he had his showmance. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's posed as a physical threat to another potential, like, stand out which is like Fessy and CT um and he's smart and people want to see him like I will give MTV this like they they make really good adjustments whether it's intentional or not but they make really good adjustments like in between seasons like last last season a lot of complaining about it being boring and no hookups and we got two episodes of hookups I think the one thing that worries me that Kells might not be back is I read a lot into kind of MTV Digital and who's on the aftermath and things like that. And he wasn't on the aftermath last night. They had Big T. um, Because they always have two people from abroad over on the Zoom. And it was Big T and Esther. And I just felt like the fact he wasn't on it, maybe, I don't know, is a little hint that he might not be back. But fingers crossed. But whilst MTV are going to have that big decision to make next season... Emmy and Ed now have a big decision. Are they going to stick together? Are they going to infiltrate a current pair of agents um, and make two brand new teams? Well, let's head down to the lair to find out. Ed and Emmy getting it done. Yes, sir! Great job. Thank you, Great TJ. Job. Thank you, Mr. TJ. <laughs> Mr. TJ. You're welcome, Miss Emmy. <laughs> Now, you have a decision to make. Do you want to stay together as partners? Or do you want to infiltrate and steal any other agent up there? 
Except for the agency, of course. You know, me and Emmy, we've been the dream team so far. But I think to go a little further in this game, the both of us are going to choose to steal another partner. All right. Ed, start with you. Which agent do you want to steal? Well, um... Tori. Oh. All right, so Tori, come on down. <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> All right, Tori. Now, Emmy. That <laughs> All right, Devin, come on down. I'm the best challenger. Picked over CT, picked over Kyle, picked over Corey. Eat my shorts. I'm the best. Me and Emmy, dream team. Let's go. All right, so Coriel, Michelle, both of you had your partners stolen. So now, you are partners. Come on down. Michelle and I definitely have a target on our back. We're a rookie rookie team but we're also a rookie rookie team who has won an elimination. They know we're a threat, and if we don't win the next mission, that we're gonna be back in the lair. So I'm hoping that we can get number one. Uh, so what do we think of uh, Ed's decision to pick Tori? That's the second week in a row that Tori's been picked. Does anyone else just think Tori's a little bit overrated? I was just saying, can you copy and paste my reaction from last week's episode into here? Because it still applies. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, take it on. No, I was like, yeah. But Casey aside, who do you think would be the better choice? Well, <laughs> the, cha the champions just returned. Mm -hmm. And also, well, she said, yeah, yeah, but also remember as well, Ed's. Ed and Amber were the two standbys, so they'd have been in the standby hotel together for mm. a while, what, you know, maybe at least five days. So they would have known each other. They would have chatted. Really? He'd have known she was a champ. You at least check who won the last season if you're going on the show. Ivy maybe League. I thought that would put a target on his back, though. Yeah, it, it's the, I think, same reasons last time, right? They're picking these partners for safety. I do think Amber makes you as safe as Tori makes you safe. Because Tori's Tori got that has, social game. Well, no, no, Tori's just got stronger social links. She's done more seasons. She knows them better. Um, Amber, I think, has a target on her this season. I don't think Tori does, because if anything, her stock has dipped. But fundamentally, she's still a good runner. She still knows how to handle herself in a physical elimination. She doesn't. I've never recognised her embarrassing herself in a daily challenge. I think she'll work well with Ed because Ed seems really well-rounded. The one thing missing from his game was his connections to the other vets and potentially even the other rookies because he was um, an alternate. So I, I think really, really good decision from Ed to strengthen his standing in the game. I think they have the same energy as well, those two, Tori and Ed. Yeah, yeah. silly. <laughs> and Ember's only in... This is her second year. Like, she's a veteran by, like default but this is her second year she you know she it doesn't really seem like she made any real connections in the previous season uh except for possibly the big brother alliance and that's you know a bust right now um and she's new and she is the like previous champ there are a bunch of things that are working against her to where it would not benefit him hmm. well they could throw in an ed for the strength of 
he's a rookie he's new well ed's made his decision and now it's time for emmy's decision and she does not hesitate to pick the number one draft pick devin walker let's go <laughs> tj's reaction was the greatest thing he just looked he just looked at the situation and just went oh <laughs> <laughs> i love this devin is the most valuable player thing yeah I think she just copied what has happened before. I don't really see Emmy making. She okay. Ed said we're going to make positions to strengthen ourselves in the game. Um, there are other options to strengthen yourself in the game other than Devin. I think she just followed the crowd. I'm a bit annoyed because I wanted to see Michelle and Devin together for a bit longer. I thought they were. I thought they were really interesting because they were both. They're both smart and they're both very good at strategy when one hasn't had seven hundred beers. Michelle, Michelle just loves smashing hands. Loves the alcohol. <laughs> she loves it so much. Um, but this good in their challenge too. Sorry. Yeah, they did. They did really well in the challenge as mm. a pair. Um, what What do you think, Tay? Um, was Emmy just kind of going with the flow of what happened last week? Yeah, I don't get her game plan. Maybe <laughs> if I maybe if I understood like her gameplay a little bit more, but like. Everything that I've seen from Ibby just shows me that she's erratic and, you know, just kind of, I'm not going to say loud and wrong, but loud and not knowing what's going on. Out of interest, has anyone listened to her, um, any of her rap music? You said you were going to last week, have you? Yeah, but then I didn't. I should have done <laughs> well, I should have listened to it while I was uh, climbing the rock of Gibraltar. Um. I'm, I'm going to take that as a no. Um, I will listen to it this week. I'm, I'm very intrigued. I'd love it if she did a little shout out to Mr. TJ at the top of, top of one of her tracks. Um, but, you know, <laughs> Mr. T, Mr. TJ has a job to do, and that is by proxy putting one more pair together. So Tori and Devin's old partners, Corey Lay and uh, Michelle, are now paired together. So it's a rookie-rookie team, which equals the target, but it's a rookie-rookie team with an elimination win. Does that make the target a bit smaller? No, it's still going to be rookie rookies who go down. It's just going to be there's one more rookie rookie team as well left, right? Yes. Ooh, no, did we lose two of them? No, we didn't. We've got one rookie rookie team. It, yeah, I think they're the only rookie rookie team left. Corey. It was free, wasn't it? And it was Ed and Emmy, it was uh, Kells and this. So, no, Jeremiah and Tasha. Oh, yeah. With the cool handshake. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, true. Very I true. think with them, it depends on how they decide to play the game. Because like, like we saw last season, the boys and the girls play a completely different game when it comes to their strategy. The girls play a more scared game, whereas the boys kind of – sometimes they pump up their chest a little bit and they – well, they both play a scared game, but it's how they go about it. So I think <laughs> the girls – going michelle has won she's a threat let's keep throwing her in mm. i could see the boys being like Corey's a big guy like maybe let's not mess with him mm. i mm. think it just depends on you know what angle they decide to take but right now they're both like dead in the water okay so i can I'm gonna i ask can see oh. i sorry i can see Corey and michelle winning though a day Corey and michelle yeah, so I, I know they have to win the mission next week 
to be safe. I don't think that's outside the realms of possibility. And then that's when things get interesting. If a rookie rookie wins power couple, Levi, then yeah, um, if they're then, <laughs> then that would make this game very, very interesting. Well, you know, speaking of that, they're now a rookie rookie couple. Is that a trade up or a trade down? Corey Lay uh, from Tory to Michelle, trade up or trade down, Tay? Politically down. Yeah. Potentially, potentially trade up. Interesting. Uh, George, Michelle, going from the number one draft pick, Devin Walker, to uh, Corey Lay, trade up or trade down? Well, if you go from a number one draft pick anywhere, you've fallen down. So I, I'm sorry, it, it's a trade down. Plus, I want to be partners with Devin. Have so <laughs> much fun. <laughs> um, I know what your answer is going to be here, Tay, because you're, you're not the biggest fan of Emmy. Ed's traded up to Tory. Oh, oh. nuance. Did not expect this. Ah, I think Emmy can be a strong competitor. But so he might have traded down. Oh. I can separate my personal feelings from like ability. I we haven't seen <laughs> we haven't seen much of her. But she has some potential. And has this uh, girl with potential Emmy? Uh, George traded up or down, going from Ed to number one draft pick, Devin Walker. Let's go. Oh, obviously up. Traded Massey up. He's got the number one draft pick. And- yeah, he's number one <laughs> draft pick. Pick before Carl. Pick before Fessy. Pick before Corey. <laughs> pick before CT. Um, well, that <laughs> that ends the... I'm pretty sure they used the same confessional clip that they used last week for that bit, because I'm sure he said the exact same thing. But that does end the episode. So what do we think of this episode, uh, Tay? Um, I'm going to give it a thumbs up. I liked it. Uh, good second start. Uh, it's got me wanting more. I always like the beginning of the show and the end, like, sometimes is up in the air. The way that I kind of determine whether or not a season is good is what happens in the middle. The real point. So uh, so you're happy so far and you're waiting to see what happens next. Uh, George? Again, I really strong. Probably not – So. I think I, I agree with Alan. The opening was like a 97 out of 100. Mm. I think this is probably, this was still good. So, so much happened. A lot of the strategic gameplay stuff I love. 83. 83. Just picked a random number out of thin air, let's be honest there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who impressed you in this episode? Who's your star of the episode? For me, I'm going to say Esther. George? I have to agree with that. She was class. A couple of dark horse shout outs though. Fessy, to be fair. Um, you do love Fessy, was, to be fair. Adore him. Uh, and low key, Emmanuel, again, like. He just what, for voting for himself? And dancing. And also, um, he's actually really. So, you know, there's a clip of him in a trailer, which is he's coming. No, whoa, 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 whoa. We'll talk about that next week. Oh, the trailer. Sorry, I thought you meant the, the next tra- episode trailer. Not, not, no, I don't watch those. Um, the actual trailer is he's coming the top three every time. I am convinced that's about Emmanuel. And in one or two episodes, he's getting thrown in um, because I think he's actually a really, really big threat. Oh, and Ed, because I love the big goofy um, dog. <laughs> um, and then Tay, who, uh, who's your star of the episode? Uh, I'm definitely gonna say Esther, but there's there's a few there are a few agents that you need to watch out for that are probably their time is coming. 
Time is coming to shine or time is coming to be eliminated and deactivated? To shine. I think Jeremiah is going to surprise people. Tasha might surprise people. Uh, Michelle doesn't seem like... I'm going to say Michelle will surprise people because I'm not going to give her credit for her elimination win last week. Uh, I think Corey... Because Corey did did all the work. But Corey beat Michaela. But I think she's I think she's pretty good. Um, and again, I'll give it to Emmy. I think Emmy could be strong and in Vernon in between the two. Well said. And what about Bertha before we go? Listen, Bertha's already proven to be a threat. She's got Ashley Shook. <laughs> um, on, on that note, best Tay, best, poli- best politicker in show history. <laughs> <laughs> good old Bertha. Um, well, on that note, Tay, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, where can people continue the conversation with you over on Reddit, socials, etc.? Oh, like you can talk to me on Reddit, uh, which is Hey It's T A. Uh, also, I talk about the challenge on Twitter as well, which is Hey underscore It's T A. Um, so. Yeah, it was great talking to you guys. Uh, always a pleasure to talk about the challenge. <laughs> Thanks Fantastic. so much for coming on. It's nice uh, to have someone who's not biased and actually can separate their true feelings to what they think of the game. Don't um, have that very often on here. And what I will say is I'd like to apologise to all the listeners slash viewers because you will not have completed your card today because, and I'm not going to say the name <gasps> because I want to have got through the whole podcast without doing it, but there's a certain dog that we have not mentioned for the whole podcast. But speaking of dogs, is Prada awake yet? Say goodbye. Okay, one second. I'll go get it. Yay! <laughs> um, but whilst, whilst, whilst we're doing that, I can see George is like, how have we not mentioned uh, that guy? But we're not going to mention him, George. George, it's always lovely chatting to you. Um, always a pleasure, never a chore, I say. I'm really looking forward to listening to some Moby this week. Oh, and there is Prada. Hey, Prada. Hi, Prada. (laughs) Um, So if you want to uh, continue the conversation, you can do that over on Reddit. Um, Don't forget to say hello to Prada over on Reddit as well. Um, And you can also um, chat to us over on our socials. That's at Challenge React. Um, You can listen to us over on Spotify, Apple Music, um, go to Anchor. That'll tell you all the places you can listen to us. Or this season, you can watch us on YouTube. George, looking forward to seeing you next week. Tay, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, hopefully we'll see you soon. And we are going to leave you all with the trailer for next week's episode of The Challenge, Spies, Lies and Allies. Don't trust her. I feel as if the rats see me as a rat. Today's challenge is called Sea Cave Recon. Oh my god, it's so high, I'm so I'm terrified. Who the hell would want to do this willingly? This cave is so dangerous. Ah! All I see is this blood. Oh, this is scary.